Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and this might be the greatest sporting week in history. I'm Jones, and I'm winning the green jacket this weekend. I'm Kudo, and what you gonna do when Kudomania runs wild on you? What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? What you gonna do? Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first up for Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. And they me the golden goal. It's funny to me, too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, the entire Canucks team tests positive for COVID. Uh, we make our predictions of some movements ahead of next week's NHL trade deadline. We recap last week's week of invisibility on Big Brother Canada. We've got takeaways from opening week in the MLB. Haas got stuff, and Jones has the grill. And we tee up the Masters, plus the return of our fantasy draft. This is Intersports and Stuff. So guys, kind of a hectic week in the North Division, the COVID variants running wild on this shithole of a country that can't figure out its vaccination policies we live in. And the Vancouver Canucks have 20 plus cases of COVID-19 currently. Yes, they do. They are a shit show right now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think they are canceled through end of this week. They're still trying to figure out what they're going to do. Probably going to have to sit another week after that, I would think, to get everything sorted out. Uh, gonna make some real scheduling headaches for the NHL um, and for uh, Vancouver to try to fit in the rest of their schedule. Uh, they're gonna definitely be playing like three games and four nights for like the rest of the season. I would think. Like, I can't see how else they get these two weeks made up for them. Two, probably almost close to three weeks made up for them by the time it's all said and done. Like, here's a my question for you. At what point do they just say you're done? Like they've got they've got 20 guys on the COVID list, right? Let's say that means they're basically going to be playing with an AHL team, and I don't think their AHL team is in Canada. Pretty sure they're still down in the states playing in the, one of the loops down in the states. Yeah, I think it's Utah. Utica. I think. Yeah, is it Utah? Utica. 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 I don't know where Utica is. It's it's not in the Canadian division. I know the only team that brought their uh, AHL team up here was Stockton to play out of Calgary. Because there's only four teams. There's Stockton that's playing out of Calgary. Then there's Manitoba, Toronto, and Laval in the Canadian division. So, like, their AHL team's not here. They've got countless guys on the list. They're all but basically out of the North Division. I guess they still have a fighting chance, but, like, I don't know. They're just... They're a hot mess, and I at some point, I think they're going to say, we're not going to make up every game that you have to play, so they'll just do an unbalanced schedule and maybe go by, like, points percentage. I think they'll, they'll try to get the season in as much as they can. If it's coming down to the wire and they're in the last week and they have no chance to make the playoffs and the, the games don't matter for their opponents in, in terms of seeding, then yeah, I could see them scrapping that to try to keep on, uh, to try to keep on schedule at the end of the year. Yeah. But like, how is, how do you think that's fair to team? Like, let's say Toronto, they have to play the Canucks four times, right? So now 
I'm assuming that their games against Toronto on the 17th and 19th probably aren't going to Those could be the first games back for Vancouver, though. Okay. Those ones are still a couple weeks away. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's say... Let's let's just say they don't happen, right? Mm -hmm. So now... The next time they play the Canucks is the 30th and the 1st, 30th of April and the 1st of May. Like, where are they going to fit these games in? You know what I mean? Like, the- Well, they're going to be going on, like, in the last week. They're going to be going into that, that fallover week that they have from the 10th on. Yeah, but that they're, like, they've already lost. Let's see. Well, the NHL is going to have to reschedule some games with teams that we're going to be playing in Vancouver and teams that might have a bye week coming up. If they can submit, you know, if it, you know, submit, say Edmonton is supposed to play Vancouver and Calgary is supposed to be off for a few days, maybe they reschedule some of those games so that they can reschedule some of the other ones near the end. And, you know, they're going to have to juggle it. It's, you know, you got to be flexible at this point to, uh, to make it happen. Yep. It's not fair by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just like when the NFL had to juggle. And the Steelers ended up with like that week three bye against the Titans by no fault of their own. And, you know, had to play some Tuesday games and, you know, 16 straight games going to the playoffs or whatever it was for them. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, even if even if that week against the Leafs is their first game on the 17th, they, they would have missed eight games. So they would basically have to play, like, every night to make it work. Well, they're not going to play every night, but they'll play two, two in a row and then have one off and maybe two in a row again, where they're going to be playing three and four. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just think at a certain point, they're going to have to say that, you know, this is, we're going to just go by wins percentage. And this late in the season, it's kind of tough to start having to flip games around and make up games and switch games here and there. It's gotten pretty bad that they could just shut them completely down. That's what I mean. Like, just shut them down and say you're done. Done for the season. See ya. Yeah. They're not going to do that. Well, they won't because. No no chance they're going to do that. They won't because of TV money. They'll lose their TV revenue money. But it's getting to the point where it's pretty bad that something's going to happen. Yeah, but, you know, and then at the same time, trade deadlines next week. It's like, okay, what is, what are they, you can't make a trade with, are you going to make a trade with Vancouver? Not knowing when you're going to get that player in the lineup. Um, if ever. Yeah, that's, well, I, I would say if you trade for a player, you'll probably get them at some point. Yeah, but maybe you might not get them this year. 14 days. Depending on how bad it is or how the, yeah, but even if they're quarantined 14 days, they're already in quarantine. Most people most people are within Canada right now or it's, you know, the runs its course in the 14-day isolation and then and then you're cleared to like return to work. So, I would expect it's going to be similar for Vancouver. The problem with them is it, if if it's as bad the, and this variant I hear is very bad and they're they're all very sick, like it's not the ones that are, you know, mild symptoms, didn't really feel anything, like these guys are sick. So they're going to be coming back out of shape, having to go right back in and play, you know, three games in four days, rest of the way, which is going to be, you know, ridiculous for their injuries. Like they almost need to be packing up their AHL team and bring them across, putting them in quarantine for, uh, for the seven days to get their, uh, you know, so that they have backup guys because injuries are going to happen, especially when these guys are going to be, you know, worn down from, from having COVID. I think they've already started to bring some of their AHL players up because like there's guys like, I don't know, to me seeing where they are in the standings and how far back they are and how many games left they have and whatever. 
to say that like I know Thatcher Demko's got it. And if he's got it as bad as some of these guys are saying it is, like especially the West Coast, I hear it's supposed to be like worse than the UK variant that's out there. I, I don't see why they would put someone like that that they just invested a lot of money into back in net if he's not a hundred percent, you know. Yeah, plus they got they have prospects in Canada too. Like they've got that um that goalie prospect. I don't know if he was playing with their Utica team or not. Um the he was he was called up as a junior age player last year when they had injury problems. Yeah, I know. I think he played at, I think he played out of Windsor, I want to say. Pietro? Yeah. 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 So you know, I'm sure they have some Canadian players, Canadian draft picks that, you know, they might be able to uh to utilize. Maybe they signed some uh some NCAA free agents or something because because they can get in the lineup right away in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. So with the trade do- trade deadline coming up here, I wanted to ask some uh, some thoughts. I want some some bold predictions on uh, what you guys think is going to happen at the deadline. Uh, I know we got into the goalie discussion for the Leafs last week. I want to know who Jones is uh, is packing into the the Leafs net, and uh, I want to I just want to know first trade we uh, I predicted uh, is paying off already. Mark Stahl with OT winner for the, the Canadians last night. Yeah. Eric Stahl? Yeah, whatever. It's no, it's not whatever. It's Stahl brothers. Mark Stahl plays defense, and Eric Stahl is a centerman. <laughs> and then there's Jordan Stahl. And then there's Jordan Stahl, who's also a centerman. And then there's Jared Stahl. I don't think he's playing in the NHL. He was supposed to be the better Stahl, and like, where's he been? I think he's in the NHL somewhere if if he's not not playing anywhere. We could hockey DB him and find out. I don't think anyone cares enough, Jones. Maybe, maybe he, unless he's a trade target for you, I don't want to hear about it. But yeah, Eric Stahl. Get it right. Scored the, uh, the OT winner for Montreal last night. First game off of his seven day quarantine. Kudo, I want to ask you though, they, uh, they seem to have gone back to their old top line with Philip Daniel on the, the, t- on the first line with, uh, Gallagher and Thomas. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Gallagher's hurt. Um, yeah, I got, he got hurt. Thing. But, but that was their that was their top line for the last three or four games. Are you are you okay with Daniel Daniel on the top line? Or, no, uh... <laughs> you should know that. I'm not happy with him being our top center. Like I don't know why everyone sees him as a top center. So you're saying that he should be playing with Paul Byron somewhere? Yeah, he should be. The way Eric Stahl played last night, winning all those draws and scoring the OT winner, he should be our fucking first line center. But you had your second overall draft pick playing with uh, Paul Byron. Yeah, Kakanyemi. He's been slumping. Kakanyemi. That's why uh, he's been that he's been set down to the fourth line right now. He's still young. These guys are going to learn from Eric Stahl, him and Suzuki, and they're going to they're going to do well. So Carey Price is hurt now. He's not traveling to Toronto uh, for the next uh, two games against the Leafs. What do uh, what do the Canadians need to do at the deadline? Whew. Well, now with Gallagher maybe being out and Price maybe being out, they might have to. Uh, Get a forward. We need a goal scorer. I'm trying to think of who we could get. Who's my bold prediction? Hmm. Well, they're right up against the cap. Otherwise, you could uh, throw Taylor Hall's name out there. But because uh, Montreal loves to throw Taylor Hall's name out there, they, thought, the they always think they're getting Taylor Hall. He's he's being held out of the lineup. Um, Kyle Palmieri is being held out of the lineup in uh, Jersey. He'd be good for the Habs. Kyle, pa- Kyle Palmieri is going to go with the Islanders. Why would he go to the Islanders? Because that's where I'm predicting mm. to go. That's where you picked him to go? That's where I'm predicting he's going to go. What's the return? I don't know what the return is yet, but that's where my 
that's where he's going. There's going to be a couple draft picks, I would assume. What are the uh, Predators going to do? They're going to hold on. You think so? I feel yeah. like they might sell. They're in a playoff spot right now. I think their asking price for Ekholm and uh, Ryan Ellis are too high for teams to to bite the bullet and make the trade, personally. Okay. Uh, where's Taylor Hall going to land? Edmonton. <laughs> Taylor Hall will end up in Los Angeles, playing for the Kings. Oh, don't bring them up. Helen's got a heart on. They're not. Now. I don't think he's going there. They're, you know, they're nine points out of the playoffs. Can't see why they would add Taylor Hall. I'm going to say he's going. And Carly's going to like this to the Boston Bruins. Boo. I don't know. I don't know how much cap space they have, so I, I don't know if it's actually feasible or not. But Bruins are are in a fight with the Flyers and the Rangers for the last playoff spot. They're five points up right now, um, with a couple games in hand. So. They're they're in the driver's seat there. I think they're going to add. I think he would be a, he'd be a fit in their top six. Jones, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. What are they going to do? Uh, they're going to look for a depth defenseman. Savard. Uh, I don't know about Savard, but they need a depth defenseman for sure. Um, because I think I they've been playing well, but I think they're like one injury to a defenseman away of probably something that's not what we're going to want to see in Toronto, so I think they need to add a depth defenseman. It doesn't have to be, like, it could be a 5-6 guy, but it needs to be someone that they're okay with sitting in the press box and someone gets hurt, he comes in and plays, because you don't want Marincin in there. You definitely, you don't want Lilligren in there. I don't see him panning out the way that they thought so far. Like, I don't know. You listen to a lot of these guys, and they don't think he's going to be an NHL defenseman, so... I think they need to add a depth defenseman. What about from Buffalo, Monitor? Maybe, yeah. And I don't. I, I think they want a, a seven, six, seven guy. I don't think they need anyone to come in. They just want depth, especially for the money. Uh, I can't see them adding Montour. He's making like four, four and a half, five million dollars. Um, I think they're going to spend. I think they're going to try to bring in Nick Foligno. Fuck that. I think they're going to give up Kerfoot. They're going to give up one of the one of the top prospects. Maybe a, a mid-round pick with it um, for for Felino. I think that's going to get done. And I, th- I agree they're going to bring in a depth defenseman. And I, I'm think I'm looking I'm looking at a name right now in Anaheim, uh, Ben Hutton. I think he gives them uh, a bit of grit, a guy that can you know slide in, slide in and out if they need him to. He's got a bit of playoff experience, I think, with. Uh, Actually, no, he probably doesn't. He's been with like Vancouver and uh, LA, so he probably doesn't have any playoff experience. But he's on a, a one-year deal, makes under the makes under a million bucks. So I think he's a he's a name that could fit. You got to wonder about Felino, though. He might like, not want to go to Toronto. To wonder, They're not not that he doesn't. Yeah, that's not that he doesn't want to go to Toronto, but like Columbus is still they're not out of it yet. Yeah, they're falling out. They're there. not making the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not out of it. Right. I would be. I'd be signing them out. Maybe they trade Liner. They are, they're five points out right now. They might. They could trade. They, they've played more games than they're tied with Dallas, five points out. But they played four more games in Dallas. Dallas has three games in hand on the Preds and the Blackhawks. So I'm prepared to. Uh, I'm prepared to write uh, Columbus off. They still have. They're not getting it. They still have 16 games mm-hmm. left. Yeah, but they've got to jump three teams, and they're five points back already. The way they've been playing, one, they're not with making. The one, and they've played more games than all of them. 
doesn't matter. They can still make it. Anything can happen. <laughs> you just become a Columbus fan? <laughs> no, because I'm just at least saying. they don't have to play them. They play a style of hockey that they can. That they can pull it they off. They could put. They could put together a winning streak. That's all. Well, they Patrick Liney needs to step it up then, because he's done fuck all. Really Agreed. Agreed. I'm just saying that when you look at five points out, it's not. It's not that bad. It's not. It's not that bad. Really. It's not that good. No, but you have to play those teams that are ahead of you, correct? Like it's not like it. It was when you. Yeah, were, I, I don't know what the schedule is like. Yeah, they are playing each other every night. So, so you know what I mean. Like you have to hope for. But they still have to pretty well run the table. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's not impossible. Just saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah, like. There's a chance. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Any other any other trades you think get done? If you think the if you think Columbus is going to sell, I could see them moving one of their goalies and either Corpus yeah, Allen, I mean, Ms. Lurkins. Who needs a goalie though? Anyone can use a goalie in the playoff race. I mean, goalies. There's a bunch of teams. Actually, I see the Bruins picking up a goalie because right now Tuca is still out. Halak's on the COVID list. I think. Yeah, he's out right now. They may want to. Vladar, or whatever his name is, hasn't played too bad, but they may want to add some depth and goal. You can go after Dubnik. Chicago might want to add a goalie to add depth. Who else might want to add a goalie? Pittsburgh could always add a goalie. Toronto could add a goalie. You guys could always use a fucking goalie. Edmonton could add a goalie. Flyers could really use a goalie, actually. Flyers could use a goalie, but, well, if anything, the Flyers might sell a goalie. They might sell... Brian Elliott to a team. Yeah, but like there were only three points out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, but I'm just saying they could always sell a goalie. Yeah, they could they could move one to get one. Yeah, they're also, but they're three points out when they have played two more games than the Bruins. So it's true. So they gotta they gotta win their games, right? Yeah, Montreal might need a goalie. You never know. Carey Price. Depending on what, Price, on what happens to Price, and, exactly. And, and you can you can easily add a goalie for. Montreal, if they have to put Price on the long-term injury reserve. It seems like it's just lower body. He might be fine. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if they know that he's going to be out two or three weeks, then they'll put him on the LTIR and they could add a goalie. So Yeah, because the uh, Coyotes could be uh, selling their goalie too. Darcy yep. Camper. Yeah. Colorado can add a there. goalie. They're rolling right now. Bruins are the goalie. Everyone's going to have five million in deadline cap space that they could use. So you definitely see Taylor Hall. I could see a goalie. I definitely think they'll they'll be an active team for sure. The problem with Colorado is Kudo though. If Grubauer gets hurt, they're fucked. Yeah, that's true. So like they're a team that could look to add a depth goalie. That's what you have to look at, right? Like as much as uh, Jamie McLennan said it today. Like in a normal season, you wouldn't think that a third goalie matters. But the way this season's playing out and teams playing so many games in so little time and whatnot with injuries and stuff, your third goalie, like, it, it matters right now. Yeah, and there's talk there they're going to go into the bubble again uh, for the playoffs. So I don't know what that means for goaltending. I don't know how many they could bring in last year. Was it, they could they bring have two three. on the taxi squad? I think they Just could three? bring in three, but I'm not sure. They might have been four. I don't know. No, I think it was just three. All right. Any other thoughts on trade deadline? I got I got nothing right now. I just don't think it's going to be as impactful as like uh, previous seasons. 
I don't see a lot of moves happening. I know a lot of people think there's going to be a lot of moves happening, but because of the quarantining and all that, I don't. I believe it's not going to be a lot of moves happening. Could be some big names being moved on that day, but I don't think as when it comes to like how many moves happen, I don't think it's going to be that many. I agree with you, Kudo. Yeah, I, I think it'll be pretty uneventful day. It'll be boring TV to watch if you're planning to tune in for the full day of Trade Center. Um, God bless you. Uh, but I think it's going to be a pretty pretty boring day of uh, of television. Yeah, definitely a slow day. Maybe they can keep or TSN can keep running the uh, O Dog running the. Uh, yeah. 40 meters. Yeah, maybe they could have get an O Dog Olympics going, and uh, that, that'd be much must watch TV at least. Definitely. Decathlon O Dog versus, was it Al's brother? Yeah, Al's brother. brother yeah. That was possibly the funniest thing I saw. I'm not going to lie. O Dog's a unit. I can't believe how big he is now. No, you know who else is? Al's brother is a unit. Did you see him running the 40? He almost fell over. Yeah. Like, but he, he, was, had, he was moving. He was moving, but he almost fell over. I kind of want to run the forty just to see what my time would be. Let's let's do our own. <laughs> I want to see what mine is. All right, get the get our Twitch thing up. We'll uh, have our our forty and our uh, vertical leaps. <laughs> oh my bird! My vertical leap is terrible. Yeah, but you're fucking like, you got like six inches on us. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't measure. You don't. You're measuring the leap. You're not yeah. measuring. Yeah, I know what you have. <laughs> Got to put your hand. Up. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure my hand will get higher than your guy's hand for sure. But uh, I don't know. My leap will probably not be. Uh... I used to have ups, so I don't know. I think I could take it. I've seen that gut, Kudo. It's uh, <laughs> those ups are gone. It's not fully there. It's a mini gut. Oh, he's, he's lost a couple lbs, has he? Yes, I have. There you go. All right, gents. Let's get into Big Brother here. Well, it doesn't want to work, so fuck the theme song. Um, Big Brother had a first ever week of invisibility where they had an anonymous, had a household who won the competition. Nobody knew who won. Nobody knew who made the nominations. The uh, HOH could play in the power of veto. And they went in to vote. Their vote did not count, but they they were, you know, they had to keep the mystery so they went into into the voting room and they were allowed to play for HOH again this week. So Victoria ended up winning the head of household. She put up two of her former allies in Austin and Braden. Uh, basically played off the whole week to look like um, one of Beth, Jed or Tyson won the uh, won the HOH. Uh, lied through her teeth the whole week, put on a show. Nobody seemed to know who, you know, everybody was speculating, but nobody really knew who was HOH. She put herself on slop uh, along with the nominees um, to, to to try to sell it, that she, it wasn't her that was uh, HOH. Uh, pretty, pretty brilliant gameplay from her at this point. I think she's definitely one of the best players in the house, and yep. she's going to be a threat that needs to get taken out sooner. She's going to you know, go a long way in the game. Austin ends up getting evicted unanimously. Jones is now without players left in the game. <laughs> um, he doesn't want me to tally the scores because uh, how bad his is going to be, but uh, I'll get to it eventually. I might be around like negative uh, 16 or so. Yeah, you got a couple comp wins though, Jones, That's so you true. never know. I think yeah. I've got two Austin was doing well before she got evicted. I'm not going to lie though. I, I think Victoria was stupid not to nominate one of those two dudes like brutally honest i think she was stupid 
I don't know. I think it. Uh, there's still tar- a big target on those guys. It paints them that they were in charge of the in charge of the week. I think people are starting to figure out that it was her. I haven't seen last night's. I'm sure it's gonna. It's got to come out if those guys are gonna deny it to the grave, especially with them being in power this week. But it, it's gonna be an interesting week to see. Uh, yeah, like with, see what happens. I think but. once you see last night's episode, you'll like realize that it. She basically like she basically came out. She didn't come out and say it, but what she said to people made people believe. No, yeah, that somebody it. caught on to something she said. Yeah, and they didn't believe that it was her. So it's starting to come out that it could be her. Yeah. Or it was her. It was her. And I I don't know. I just think that those, I don't know. I showed to me, she was like, it was, I actually liked that week where they kind of kept everything hush hush and people didn't know who it was. Thought it was kind of one of the better things that Big Brother Canada's done with their like twists. But I just think she was stupid on not trying to get out one of those two big guys. Yeah. But, you know, it shows that maybe shows those ones that she's kind of aligned with them, even though she painted them as a target with doing it. So it's because she uh, wants to hard work to, with them. Hard to, yeah, hard to say if she comes out smelling like roses or not. But, uh, you know, I thought she played a good week. Um, well, I'm not saying she you know, made good moves, really kept people thinking, like, because nobody could uh, could figure out who was who was in charge. Right. So, yeah, I still don't understand why the HOH doesn't get to play the veto comps, to be honest with you. Yeah, they started doing that a couple of seasons ago. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know, I guess it just adds drama that the there's there's going to be there's a chance that the power shifts within the week. I, I guess. guess, yeah, it's to make it more entertaining, probably because I know how Canada's Big Brother is so boring. <laughs> well, you try to make it different from the U.S. too, yeah. so that you're not comparing the games, right? Yeah, and it takes away from the household having all the power that week. Gives an opportunity to somebody else to kind of have some power and take somebody off the block. Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, on Big Brother? I just want to see what happens this week. I think things are going to start to get a little pretty good and drama is going to happen. Let's go. That's what we want. That's what Big Brother is. I, I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. I'm, I'm pretty much out. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> well, we'll tell you what happens. Yeah, thanks. Charge! So first weekend of baseball is in the books, just as I predicted the Blue Jays won Thursday. I don't think Giancarlo Stan got hurt for the season, but uh, he might as well have. And uh, <laughs> Dodgers lost opening day. They give up a lot of runs. So in, in my books, that means that their ace is probably hurt. Uh, so I think I'm, you know, probably three for three on my opening day predictions. Oh, I like it. Uh, Blue Jays off to a good start. They were... Three and one, they won the series against the Yankees. They uh, beat the Texas Rangers in front of forty three thousand fans in uh, Arlington yesterday. Packed house for opening day uh, for the Rangers. The Orioles, big surprise, swept the Red Sox on uh, opening weekend. Uh, Showtime Otani having a go. He's uh, he's, he's being the dual threat. He's um, even allowed to hit. They uh, didn't use the DH when he uh, when he pitched. He hit for himself. Uh, hit a home run in the game. Uh, got lifted for precautionary reasons after he got slid into at home, but he's okay. He's back playing. Uh, he's having a very good start to the season. Good news for me and my predictions. But I think the big story comes out of Cincinnati where Nick Castellanos has been suspended by Major League Baseball for flexing? (laughs) 
he uh, he got hit. He got beamed in the game um, against the Cardinals. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, definitely against the Cardinals. He got he gets beamed, takes off his elbow guard, his bat, picks up the ball, offers it back to the pitcher. Whatever takes his base, comes around to score on a wild pitch, slides into home, um, takes out the pitcher. They you know he ends up he pops up, gives him a flex, and then and then walks away. Yadi Molina comes from behind and grabs him by the neck and the bench is clear. Nothing, nothing happens. Everybody, you know, gets in their way. They all put their COVID masks on and, you know, kept their social distance. Uh, no, no issues, no issues came of it, uh, but the bench is cleared and he was suspended two games for um, inciting this bench clearing brawl. But to me, he didn't incite it. Yadi Molina inside it. He just flexed on the pitcher. He just showed emotion. Like he just stood over him, gave a you know, gave a WWE pose and then uh and then walked away. And said, like, Let's fucking you... go. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't get it. Like what what are you suspending the guy for? He wasn't involved in the in the melee. He he walked away, he got grabbed, and then his teammates pulled him away. He wasn't even you know, he, he wasn't in the center of anything. Yadi Molina should be suspended two games. Not Castellanos. Well, his neck grabbed uh, Molina's hand, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Castellanos' <laughs> neck did grab Molina's hand. You're right. You're I right. think that was one of the best comments I've seen. <laughs> what about that thing I sent you, Kudo? That uh, he got suspended two games. Oh, because the... For uh, flexing. For and flexing cursing. and cursing. Two uh, games. What's his face? Joe the Kelly. Yeah, eight games for making a funny face. And, and then you got the... Uh, the, the Astros, Astros. first for stealing a championship, they got no suspension. And it's cheating scandal. Yeah, no suspension. I love that. Uh, I love that fans are still on them about the garbage can. Like in spring training, there was a security guard that banged a, a trash can <laughs> for a whole half inning. Apparently, um, in Oakland this past weekend, somebody threw an inflatable trash can on the field, yeah. and I think somebody threw an actual trash can on the field. Yeah, he was trying to bang it, and then I think it dropped or something. It just Threw it on. <laughs> yeah, happened. he was banging it, and then he like he let go and it dropped down on the field or something like that. I th- I think it was the A's as well when they were introducing their lineup for the uh, I think for the first game they played the Carrie Underwood song before he cheats. Yep, as they're uh, announcing their starting lineup. That yeah, was for announcing their starting lineup. And then was it you guys that just circulated something before the show about Dusty Baker talking about it? All oh, these kids have to come to the ballpark and see the you know they get influenced by their parents and everybody's you know getting on them about you know like well, we paid our we paid our, uh, our we paid our dues let's move on or whatever it is and like you didn't pay fuck shit, you, Dusty. You weren't you weren't even there. You went a, you stole a fucking championship in a lot of people's minds. Like, it's got I nothing guess. to do with him. So why is he so worried about it? Bad, bad for the guy, like. Everyone else that was like the coaches that were involved all got like they basically just got told to go away and they don't have to deal with any of this. And this guy's like he's going to the ballpark trying to get his team ready and like you know what I mean? Like he's he's all those all those guys are back coaching. Core is back with the Red Sox, right? Yeah. Um Hinch is with the Tigers, I wanna say. But like they don't have to deal with this like he does, right? Like he No, he's cut so I kind of feel bad for the guy. In the sense that he's got to go out there and be the face of the team, what like after post games and whatever, and I'm sure he's getting asked questions about it, and it's just like to him, what's he supposed to say? Like he he wasn't there, he 
had nothing to do with it, right? So it's just kind of... Well, he shouldn't say nothing about it. He'd be like, that's not my problem. The players have to deal with it. And yeah. Plus, the players didn't have to really deal with anything, and they didn't pay their dues. They get suspended or nothing. They just got, like, a slap on their wrist. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, here's still here's your ring still, and, like, here you go. Go play another season. No worries. I'm watching this Jays game right now, and there is, like, very few people there with masks on, eh? Yeah, I also know, I noticed oh, that like in the home opener. Yesterday. In, the, in the Texas home opener, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 80% of the people were not wearing masks. That's and I felt really jealous. Wasn't that part of the stipulation though? Was they were supposed to be wearing masks? They could have a hundred. They were going to have a hundred percent capacity, but they were going to be wearing. Yeah, masks. Yeah, they had to so wear masks. Like, yeah, look behind home plate right now. There's exactly guy wearing a mask. Well, those, those guys are all eating and drinking. They've it's, all been vaccinated. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. As some people would say, <laughs> oh, they're all vaccinated. That's why they uh they can be there. That's no, was they don't give a shit. Yeah. But they are probably vaccinated. Well, majority of them probably are. Texas has like drive-through vaccination centers. Like you just you just drive in, you sit in your car, they give you the needle, you pull into a, another section, you wait fifteen minutes, and then you drive home. Yeah, but they still tell you to wear a mask, so like you should still be wearing a mask. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not in Texas, they don't care. I think masks were the first thing to go in Texas. Do you think when they leave home, they're like, okay, I got my gun, I got my mask, or it's more like I got my gun, I'm good to go. It's it's more like I got my gun, I've got my cowboy hat, I'm good I'm, to go. Uh, fuck the mask. <laughs> got my knife. I got my chew. I got my chew. I got my tin to chew. I got my spurs on my boots. Okay. So any other baseball thoughts? What about this uh, White Sox player? Oh, Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I forgot about that. I mean, Guys, it was, it's Wilmer something. It's German Mercedes. That's Great close. name. Great name. Guy is batting 667 right now. Yeah, he's what, he's a 20, what is a 27-year-old rookie. He had one one previous plate appearance before this season, I think. He didn't get a hit, and then he got a hit in yeah. his first eight plate appearances this season. Yep. Yeah, yeah, first eight, and then he's got – then the next game he got one hit and five at-bats, and the game following that he went three for four. He's a big boy too. So he's a catcher. He's big. But, yeah, I just thought we should, you know, throw a little love out to him. I wonder if that, it's got to be a fluke. There's no, there's no way a catcher that hits that well doesn't make the big leagues until this time. Like he's got a, he either just figured it out or he's juicing. Ooh, maybe he's been juicing. He, maybe he just went to the gym and he got swole. It's COVID. It's COVID. Yeah, but he's in the states. They're allowed to do what they want swole. there. COVID swole. Yeah, and technically he's the uh, first player since uh, the 1900. To begin a season with eight consecutive hits. There you go. I think, yeah. Who was the guy in 1900? Fuck, do I know? Come on, Kudo. You're gonna bring up these facts. You gotta have. You gotta be ready for the follow-up nope. questions. Nope. Nope. Uh, go fuck yourself, Kudo. Let's get into Hosk stuff here. Uh, NCAA tournament came to an end. Uh, we were treated with some real good games over the weekend. Uh, game of the tournament came Saturday night. UCLA against Gonzaga. Back and forth game, very close contested, good defense, good offense. Uh, game went into overtime. UCLA tied the game with three seconds left. Uh, Gonzaga took an inbound, ran the length of the court, and banked in a 45-foot three-pointer to uh, to win the game. Uh, I was in and out of the game. I didn't get to see all of it, but I was very impressed with what I did see. Uh, Jones, I know you were watching quite a bit of it. Yeah, Kudo, did you, were you watching? 
No, nah, I saw the last shot of the game. <laughs> that's all you needed to see. Exactly. Yeah, that's all you to see. Kudo. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was by far the best, one of the best college basketball games I think I've watched in a long time. That Suggs guy is supposed to be one of the uh, the top five picks in the NBA draft this year as well. Yeah, he was a uh, he won Minnesota's Mister Football and Mister Basketball last year, and he was a he was a four star football recruit and a five star basketball recruit. Took uh, took the basketball route, I guess. Yeah, he was a quarterback. One one Mister Football. Oh, that's an athlete. Unbelievable. He's a second cousin of Terrell Suggs, I think. So, yeah, I guess I would have probably taken the basketball route, too, if I had the choice between the two. Less concussions. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Basketball's making more money now, too. Yeah. If you're... That's what... I, w- I was just thinking more, like, body. My body would... Plus, you can go pro in a season instead of, uh, you know, having to play three seasons in uh, in football. Is it three seasons? Is it that the, uh, the rule three? I think you have to be a certain age. I think you have to be like 20 or 21. Oh, okay. And um, so it's it's junior year usually that they're eligible to uh, to go pro. To declare. Yeah. So good for him. They uh, fell short to, to my Baylor Bears, though. I don't know how you guys predicted the tournament to go, but I predicted what? Gonzaga-Baylor in the finals, and I had Baylor on the championship line. What? Saved my gambling account. No, that makes no sense. What makes no you sense? You didn't have Baylor. Yeah, I did. You're high. I won our football pool. I won our basketball pool. You're high. I'm looking at the list right now. Are you a Gonzaga guy? No. Isn't that your team? I'm a Xavier guy. Oh, Xavier. Xavier wasn't in the tournament. Fuck. What was I thinking the Zags? I always do well when Xavier's not in the tournament because I don't have to pick them. <laughs> Baylor. Woo. On the women's side, Arizona had a big uh, upset win over UConn in the semifinals. They won by, uh, by 10 points over number one seed there. Uh, but then they lost in the finals to Stanford by uh, by a point. Uh, I think Stanford closed it out on the free throw line. They were fouled with like ten seconds left, and then uh, Zona missed the missed the follow up shot. But I think that was a pretty entertaining game from uh, from everything I read online. I didn't get to, to see it. I saw the highlights. It looked like a good game. Uh, but uh, Stanford uh, won the women's tournament. Baylor wins the men's. Any uh, any takeaways from NCAA boys? Uh, I've got nothing. I just thought it was a good tournament. I didn't see much of the women's tournament. Uh, men's tournament was good. Some exciting games. Good to see some of the the high like the high seeded teams makes do some damage in the tournament as well. So thought it was just a different year, obviously because of COVID and not being able to really play outside of your division. So thought it was a pretty good tournament. Agreed. Uh, in the NFL, we saw one of the remaining trade quarterback chips fall this week. Uh, Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a sixth round pick in 2021 and a second and a fourth round pick in 2022. What do you guys think of the Sam Darnold trade? Well, definitely know the Jets are taking a quarterback at two. That is no longer up for debate. And... I think he'll do okay in Carolina. They probably have better players around him. And I think that's what he needed, to be honest. I think that he wasn't didn't have anyone around him in the in uh, New York. Didn't have an O-line. So I guess we'll see what, what he's got in Carolina and how he performs. But I think for him, this is a, the move that, like him getting out of New York is what he wanted as well. 
Well, he gets that Christian McCaffrey security blanket in uh, Carolina to start with. Yeah. You know, Matt Rule's a you know, pretty good coach. He's turned around some good college programs in the last few years before going to Carolina last year. So I think, you know, I think that benefits him getting away from Adam Gase and uh, the toxic uh, Jets. And, you know, fresh start for the Jets. I think it it's beneficial for them too. I think Carolina will take a wide receiver with their top pick. I think they've got like the ninth overall pick or something like that. So I think they'll go wide receiver at nine to just to give them another weapon. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. Yeah, they lost Samuel to Washington, I think. But they had another wide receiver last year emerge. Teddy Bridgewater is still there. He's been asked or he's uh, been allowed to seek out a trade. So they'll see what happens with him. Yep. But yeah, Jets, uh, we're going to see quarterbacks go top three picks in the draft. That's that's pretty well 100%. Uh, apparently the Falcons are op- open to trading the number four pick. If anyone wants to jump in and, and get one of the remaining quarterbacks. There's talk of the, the five of them going in the top 10. Oh, I, I could see that for sure. I could see, you know, there's going to be six quarterbacks going in the first round, I think. I saw, yeah. Well, I don't know who who's the sixth. Um, there's well, there's guys, there's guys that are like next tier that I think are going to jump up the board um, when all these guys go off. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so there's like Kellen Mond. Uh, drawing a blank right now, but there's a there's a few good like second tier quarterbacks that are going to going to jump up the board. But yeah, once Trey Lance and um, uh, Alabama quarterback. Uh, Justin Mac Fields. Jones. Oh, Alabama. No, that's Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. Once Mac Jones goes off the board and, and Trey Lance, then it's going to be just kind of open season. And, you know, if somebody needs a quarterback, they're going to probably, you know, they're going to probably trade back, but they're not going to wait to to see what happens in, in later rounds. I think you'll see more. You'll see a, a six quarterback on the first round. Kudo. Guys, it's WrestleMania week. WrestleMania. We got seven nights of WWE starting tomorrow night. Two nights of NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. One night on TV. One night on the network. Um, this is basically NXT's WrestleMania. Then we got SmackDown on Friday. Then we got Night One of WrestleMania on Saturday from Raymond James. Um, Sunday, we got night two of WrestleMania. Then Monday, we got Monday Night Raw. And Tuesday, we got NXT. It's a big fucking week. Strap in. We got a big week of wrestling. Big fucking week of wrestling, baby. It all starts with the NXT. Hosted by none other than Hulkamania and Titus O'Neil. <laughs> I feel like Hulkster's always there to be a host. But first, it's like someone else, like, the one year they had uh, Alexa Bliss doing it, and then Hulkster was there for like the flex and show off the guns and just do a little like to the crowd, can you hear me? And then he was gone. So I feel like he'll probably do the same thing this year. They're just trying to hype it up and just be like, oh yeah, Hulkamania's going to be there and he's going to be hosting. Yeah, like Titus O'Neil will probably be the main host and then yeah. Hulk will be in and out, but it's two nights, so I'm sure. The, the host doesn't do much anyway, no. so they'll you know do the kickoff. Hogan will definitely kick off night one. And then uh, 
who knows what they'll do night two. Who knows? Maybe Gronk will show up for Gronk for uh, night two. Show off his ring or something. It's, uh, or it's at his stadium. Exactly. Maybe Tom Brady will show Tom up. Tom Brady might even be there, yeah. Maybe Tom, they put Tom in there. Tom Brady will throw the, throw the championship belt uh, from boat to boat. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that happening. That'd be hilarious. What what match are you most looking forward to, Kudo? To be honest, the match I'm more excited for is the Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, the Fiend match. Do you think it's going to be an actual match or do you think it's going to be a cinematic? It might be cinematic, but just the whole, like, you don't know what's going to happen with them in that match. Because you don't know if, like, the Fiend's going to go back to his old look or, like, has he healed from being burnt or, like, you don't know what's going on. What's They've had one of the best the best builds to WrestleMania, too. Yeah. Like, they've had a good storyline, good year. And with Alexa Bliss involved, um, too, there, there could be something happening there with her. Yeah. Another one that's pretty good, exciting is, uh, of course, we got Shane uh, McMahon back at WrestleMania against Braun Strowman, and this time he's going to be in a steel cage with him. Yeah. So you know, like Shane O'Mac's yeah, so going to be know, flying. So you know, Shane's jumping off the top of the cage for yeah, sure. he's doing something crazy because that's all he does. I think sneaky. There's going to be two matches to watch, and they're they're both like undercard matches. Uh, Seth Rollins against Cesaro, I think, is going to be a real good match. Yep. I don't know that you're going to get the real big WrestleMania moment in that match, though. Probably not. Um, but but I think like technical wrestling wise, I think those guys are going to be good. Uh, but the WrestleMania moment you're going to see is definitely Kevin Owens is jumping off the ship for oh, sure. Oh yeah, he said he's always he, wanted to against be. against Sami Zayn. Um, I think Sami Zayn's going to actually win that match. I think uh, I think they're going to give him a, a bit of a, a heel run. But uh, I think. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be a real good match. Those guys always put on a show. They fought they fought each other like 100 times, so it's going to be yeah. – you know, they, they know how to work. They know each other very well, and that should be a decent match. Any uh, Anything else uh, WrestleMania-wise, Kudo? Uh, I really want to see what the outcome of the uh, Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan match is going to become. What's happening there? Because I've been throwing it back yeah, and forth go... with both. Like, anyone is possible to win, but there's a good feeling that Roman is going to retain – but I just want to see how that develops and that storyline goes from there. At the same time, I could see them taking the belt off Roman in a triple threat, which doesn't weaken Roman. Yeah, because he can't get pinned. He doesn't get pinned, right? And then they can play that whole yeah. card. But he was never pinned to lose it. Wouldn't be surprised if who's the other Uso? Jimmy. Jay. Jimmy Uso comes back. Oh yeah, Jimmy is. No, Jay's already there. Yeah, Jay if Jimmy, Jimmy comes yeah. back from injury and you know and gets involved in the match somehow, whether he's with the family or against the family, uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, I could see that you know having some sort of storyline build with uh, with the family, but I could see him coming back. Obviously, Christian's not coming back to to help Edge because nope. he's in uh, AEW yep. now. Uh, so yeah, I don't really see any positive outside interference for you know for Edge or uh, Daniel Bryan. So we'll see. And I don't really care what happens. I'm sure they're going to put the belt back on Drew McIntyre, but I don't really care about that match yeah. with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley doesn't do it for me. Like he's just yeah. And I feel like no one can really beat Drew McIntyre, or like they shouldn't. He's just a beast right now. And yeah, they want him to have his WrestleMania moment. I think so. They're going to put the belt back on. Yeah, I can see that. All right, you got a fun fact for us, Kudo? Oh yes, I do actually. My fun fact is also about one of my favorite all-time wrestlers of all time. I just said that really weird. My favorite you wrestler did. of all time. I was going to call you on it. I was going to call you on it. <laughs> I, call, I fixed it myself. Kudos. Fun facts. So my favorite wrestler of all time, Macho Man Randy Savage. 
He holds the record for most matches in a single WrestleMania with four matches. And that's because he lasted all the way to the end and won the 14-man single match elimination tournament for the what was called then the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 4. He won 14 matches? No, he won four matches, but he won the tournament that was a 14-man single match elimination. Got it. So it was like a king of the ring. Uh, basically, not really. It was just for the title because, uh, what was it? They stripped the title from, was it Hogan and Andre that year? It was fucking WrestleMania 4. I'm trying to think back now. There was something with the title, and then they took it. They, it was like, uh, they basically had to crown a new champion. And then so they had a tournament. And it was a year that Hogan and Andre eliminated, eliminated each other by getting disqualified. And it came down to Macho Man and Ted DiBiase for the final. And then Hogan came out to help Macho Man. Because Ted, B- Ted, Ted Bibiase had Andre on his side, helping him out. So the Hulkster came out to help uh, Macho, and Macho won. And that's that was kind of the start of the whole Mega Powers. Got it. Yeah. Jones, you still awake? Yep. All right. Well, it's time for the grill. Well, we're we getting in the grill first. All right. I'm always ready to grill. Grill it up. It's the grill. It's the grill. All right, let's uh, let's let's start it up with some. We'll go with golf. Even though we haven't done our masters pick yet, you guys might be giving away one of your picks, and I really don't care. But which of these best players in the world, not to win a major, has the best shot of doing so this week? Lee Westwood, Tony Finau. Bryson DeChambeau or John Rom? John Rom. I don't know. None of those guys are going to win, but you never yeah. know. Um, I'd say Lee Westwood. He's playing the best golf, most consistent. He's a, uh, you know, he's he's been there. He's got the experience. There you go. A name that jumps out at me is Tony Finau. He's just like Mister Mister Top like ten. I feel like. Just always, yeah, as long as he doesn't twist his yeah, ankle. I, on the I was just about to say that that was probably the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever seen in a like happen on a golf course. <laughs> Celebrating a hole hole in one, and you like roll your ankle. Yeah, but didn't he pop it back in? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he yeah. still finished top five. He played, yeah. but uh, I don't like. He, he like popped out and he, he popped he it back walked. in. Like, yeah. Goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, I think it just right. gave me the chills thinking about it. <laughs> All right, guys. So you know we've been getting into some discussions about bad hits in the NHL and uh, we had one from our friend Connor McDavid. He was fine for his hit on Kakeniemi. I want to know do you guys think he should have been suspended and if you think he should have should have been suspended for how long? Yes. Yes. He should have gotten four games at least. Yes. And I think he should have got at least two to three. That was a really bad hit. And it was a late yeah. hit. And if, if, let's just say if it, if it was Tom Wilson it would have been probably Double digits. Oh, they would have threw the book at him, and he would have been done for the year. Well, you shouldn't fucking do that stuff more than once. Connor Mc, Connor McDavid's been suspended for throwing bad hits before. So where's where's the consistency from the NHL? He didn't even get him. Didn't even get him. He didn't get him. Yeah. I'm fucking joking with you. If it was a Leaf player, you would have lost your fucking mind. Oh, kudo. I want I want to throw one back on you though. How how many games should uh, Bergeron have been given for that? Uh, Brutal, brutal butt end on Sidney Crosby. Uh, probably at least seven. <laughs> at least. It wasn't totally his fault. <laughs> they were taking the face off. 
hey, if you if you got to sell something to draw a penalty, you got to sell it. And it happens all the time. You see, like, any stick get close to anyone's face, their heads get snapped. They snap their heads back so quickly to try and sell a penalty. So... I'm surprised that Crosby didn't put himself into concussion protocol with uh, the whiplash no job shit. on that thing. Yeah, like where was the spotter? Like, you know how how does how does that guy get to stay in the game on the power play there? That spotter should have had him in the quiet room after that hit. Hey, didn't show any symptoms. Was he bleeding on that play? Well, how do you how do you know he didn't? They didn't take him to the quiet room. He's got concussion histories. Like we got to protect our stars here. Hey, he didn't lay on the ice or anything like that. That's what they look for. No, but he definitely gave so, himself whiplash. He he starfished for sure. He <laughs> he was out before he hit the ice, and then you you know he must have snapped back into it after. <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you, if you're gonna try, you might as well try and sell it. If you're if you're going for it, you might as well sell it good. Okay, I didn't see the explanation, but why did he get four minutes? I'm assuming he drew blood. No, but apparently they call. I don't think he was bleeding though. See, my explanation, because somebody asked me this, and my explanation was, is because it was a butt end and considered like a high stick, so you can give him like two double minors. He probably got the double minor just for butt ending. Okay, yeah, that that, that way too, yeah. I think they find the butt end more of a dirty play than a high stick. But I guess, because they were saying on the, uh, the broadcast that it was a high stick, four minutes, but there was no blood. Yeah, I would assume that hit the penalty was for butt ending. And not. No, it was high sticking. Was it? And they gave him four minutes, even though he wasn't bleeding. Seems seems that way. They gave him four minutes, even though he didn't make contact. Well, he and made I think contact. that's a reviewable play too. I think that's a reviewable play too. He made contact. It's hard to tell, but because his the butt end, because like the butt end of the stick was white tape, and Crosby's jersey's white, it doesn't look like it hits him because it's blended in. But he actually does clip him on the chin. The best the best play of the week though was McKinnon rifling the helmet back at uh i don't even know who it was but he ended up with the home with the the helmet in his hand and he threw it back in the guy's face well, it wasn't really the face it was more like a underhanded toss like the up the upper chest yeah. <laughs> and buddy caught it i thought or at least knocked it down so like i don't know why everyone lost their mind over that he got he got fined as well but everyone lost their mind like oh it's like are you kidding me yeah he threw it back he's like here man here's your helmet what the fuck what's wrong with that he looked like he was starring in the in the women's fastball championships. Like, no, no, he, he's he, a great slow pitch player. Not wrong with slow pitch players. <laughs> he just wanted the guy to be safe. Didn't want him to fall on the ice and get a concussion. Just giving him his helmet back. Yeah, That's he knew the guy had to get off the ice because he didn't have a helmet. So yeah. he was like, here, man, take your helmet back. Get, get, stay, on, stay on the ice. The rake was already broken, and <laughs> so I placed it back. <laughs> exactly. I hear about you breaking a rake and throwing it into the woods. What? I didn't break it. I was just testing its durability. And then I placed it in the woods because it's made of wood, and I just thought he should be with his family. Uh-huh. At least I didn't punch anybody. All right. Here's the last one. We kind of already touched on it earlier, but I'm still going to ask the question. Uh, we know that trade deadline is less than a week away. TSN has their trade bait board up, and I want to know... Which one of these four players would you be shocked if they were not traded? Taylor Hall, David Savard, Kyle Palmieri, or Nick Foligno? Those are the top four on TSN's trade bait board, so have at it. I, I think Palmieri and Taylor Hall are going to be moved for sure. I would be shocked if Taylor Hall doesn't get moved. 
but he makes $8 million. So, you know, you got to make room under the cap for him. Palmieri is a little more affordable. Both are being held out of the lineup right now. So they're both going to be traded. If those guys don't get traded, I'm shocked at both of those ones. Yeah, I agree. There you go. Kudo, you got nothing other than I agree, eh? Well, he pretty, much said it. It. he pretty much said what I had to say about it. Oh, okay. There you go. He said it very well that I don't have to say nothing about it. You got nothing else to add? No. Because, like, I can see, like, Flanino's just like, yeah, his name's out there, but I don't really see it totally happening. And if it doesn't, like, whatever, that doesn't shock me. But, like, Taylor Hall, hap- like, doesn't happen. That kind of shocks me. And then Paul Mary, that definitely, I feel like he will get traded. So if that doesn't happen, that's definitely shocking me the most. Felino is also the captain of the team, right? So you, you don't give away your captain for nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Where Palmieri and and Hall are teams that are, are needing assets. Buffalo, more than anybody at this point, they need to get an asset back. It hasn't worked with him. Odds of them resigning him at this point are slim to none. So you got to get an asset for him. Yeah, it's just like, in my eyes, like watching the way he's played this year, who would want him is my thing. Like... Yeah, but it's also the team he plays for. It's, yeah, you'll. It's a, it's a reclamation, of- right? Like they, you, you, you're buying the guy that you thought was becoming a free agent, and he had a pretty good year in in um, Arizona last year after getting traded from the Devils. He won the Hart Trophy three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, he's just, he's just been moved around a lot. That to me, it's just screams that there's something like something wrong with him. That I don't know if a team in the playoff hunt wants to take a, a risk at acquiring him. Well, he, I don't think he's been moved around a lot. Like he he got moved from Edmonton who drafted him to New Jersey in a good good hockey trade. He got moved from New Jersey to Arizona last year when he was he's a free agent. New Jersey was going in the opposite direction. They took assets for him. Arizona played out the season with him. He's a free agent. Signs a one-year deal with Buffalo because he's not getting the money he wants due to COVID. He's been absolutely shit. Yeah, he's been terrible. But you know, I don't think that's. I don't think he's a a cancer in the room or anything like that. Like he's not. He just doesn't fit with the system. Well, he got taken out of Edmonton. Eichel's been hurt all year too. Yeah, or most of the year. You can't. You watch his effort on the ice. Like he doesn't even back check. Like he looks like he's just out there playing men's league hockey. Because he's playing in Buffalo. Who wants to play in Buffalo? <laughs> then why'd you sign there? Because he's going to play with Eichel. And if Eichel's out, you're just like, oh, I, fuck, I don't feel I like playing. Say, I can't say that I've watched a second of a Buffalo Sabres game this season. So um, I wouldn't know what his, his back-checking effort well, is. They show it on the highlights. And, I'm not saying I watch Buffalo Sabres hockey games either. I'm just saying they on the highlights, they make a point of showing Yeah, but did Phil Kessel back-check? Don't. Or does he? Barely. You don't need to always back-check. Yeah, but Phil Kessel also, like... When he's on offense, at least tries to the net. Puts the puck in the net. Like yeah, Taylor Hall tries to do the same thing, but it's not working for him. At least Taylor Hall's got one goal this year. Yeah, because he's playing with Buffalo and he can't get nothing going. I think if if he gets in the right the right settings, he gets to goes to the right team. He he could be a, a contributor and he can you know earn some value back for for next off season. You know, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't if he doesn't get moved. Yeah, and so, a, a good so, example is uh, Tyson Berry. He did fuck all for you guys for the Leafs, and then he goes to Edmonton. Look at him; he's on the top line. He's on the first uh, power play line. He's been unreal for them. He's been their their best defenseman. 
because he's in a system where he can strive and be a really good player. I wouldn't say he's been their best defenseman, but that's fine. I'll, I'll agree yeah, to definitely, definitely, definitely not their best defenseman. But he's I would one of their best defensemen, okay? One of, yes. That's fine. Yes, one of. Fuck, did I word best. that wrong? I'm saying he's one of their better defensemen, and he's been really well this playing really well this year for them. He's also getting paid peanuts on what he yeah. was expecting to get. Oh, it's because he was shit the year so, before with your, your fucking shitty team. So my next question then, Noah, is what do you think someone like Taylor Hall will fetch in the open market this year? Like coming up, do you think he gets... Oh, he's going to sign a he's gonna sign a one year for like $4 million, $5 million. Do you think he gets around that? Yeah. yeah. I, I still think he, he's not... He's still a top six forward. He's, you know, he's played himself out of top tier. He's played himself out of $8 million, But team, somebody's going to take a chance on him for, you know, you know, four and a half, somewhere in, in that range. Um, and he'll sign a one year because he'll bet on himself again. And then, you know, the, we'll revisit it again next year. And if he has another shit year, then he's he's either out of the league or he's playing for, you know, a million and a half, two million the year after on the fourth line somewhere. Or he, he plays himself into the, the long-term deal that he's was hoping for this offseason. Yeah, if Mike Hoffman can get four years, Taylor Hall can get four years next year. Well, Hoffman, or four mil. Hoffman, sorry. Yeah, Hoffman's a good was scoring goals, right? Yeah, but he's not. He's, Hoffman should have been like six mil. I think he's been a healthy scratch a few times for the Blues. Well, that's why he accepted a long term deal. <laughs> Bet on himself. <laughs> exactly, and that's all I got for you, boys. That's it. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Good, healthy defense. What we're looking for. Well, gents, let's turn our attention now to the great game of golf as we stroll into Masters Weekend, second consecutive major at Augusta, one that I dominated last time around in our fantasy draft. And I'll see how I do this time. A couple storylines coming into this week. Jordan Spieth was the winner last weekend. His first win in three or three years or something like that on the tour. Uh, Brooks Kepka, returning from knee surgery, was uh, expected to be out for six to eight months. Is back after six weeks, so we'll see how he does at Augusta. Uh, John Rahm returning to action after being off um, on parental leave. Uh, I don't think he's been practicing or playing too much golf, so we'll see how the week goes for him. And uh, I'm not sure what the weather's supposed to be like, but um, hoping that the azaleas are out in full bloom as we're back at Augusta in uh, April. I must say that was a pretty good Jim Nance impersonation, Kev. Jim who? <laughs> so guys, what are your uh, what are your thoughts for this upcoming uh, Masters weekend? All I gotta say is I'm excited. I, uh, I love major golf. Um, Augusta is probably the course I look forward to every year of them playing. I know you had a didn't know you didn't look at the weather, but I have looked at the weather, and let's just say I hope the weather turns so that we get some good golf, some difficult conditions to play in. I'm not liking the Friday, Saturday, Sunday rain right now. It uh, make the course soft and a lot easier to play and uh, I always want to see the course playing it's most difficult so let's hope the uh, the rain stays away and the 
the sun and maybe a little bit of wind to harden things up comes around. So really it could depend on which, uh, which draw you have for your, you know, your Friday, if they're, you know, the morning guys might get out and have a little better playing conditions than the afternoon guys. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely not going to be the same without Tiger Woods though. I want to go back to Tiger Woods for a sec. Now that you mentioned that I heard something the other two weeks ago, I think it was. It's, they came out and said that they will not release um, why the accident happened unless Tiger Woods gives them permission to, which I found very interesting. Huh? Yeah. So what could it be? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, well, it's probably it's probably like driver error or something like that. Um, yeah. Playing on his phone? Like, well, no. Yeah, it, you know, it could have been it could have been something like that. It could have been you know distracted driving or. It's not. It's not impaired because they they didn't even test his blood at the scene. Apparently, no. I'm so just, like, they're not going to charge him with impaired. I'm just thinking most of these like usually if they're going to issue a ticket, that becomes. I'm pretty sure you can figure that information out. Like that becomes public knowledge. Yeah, but they maybe they're not issuing a ticket. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was vehicle malfunction and they just didn't want to. That's because of the spot because the of because the vehicle is a, is a sponsor or something. Yeah. You don't want to have they don't want the negative publicity. That's what I was thinking, but I just found it interesting that they uh, they were going to him for permission about it. So thought I'd uh, didn't know if you guys heard that or yeah, not. Yeah, you haven't heard anything. Why was he like watching porn while he was driving or something? Yeah, <laughs> like never know. His pants down Maybe. his ankles or something. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, he had a, a Perkins uh, go box with him, and uh, he had the porn going. And... <laughs> Uh, I did hear he was uh, he was disappointed that he wasn't going to be there so that he could run up uh, Dustin Johnson's bill at the uh, at the Champions Dinner. <laughs> I guess the, at the Champions Dinner, the past winner buys you know puts the bill. I'm, I'm guessing is is how that works. I would assume so. They get to pick the meal, and yeah, I was going to say that they pick the meal. So I think they I think they they carry the bar tab as well. Ooh, so I like that. All right, gents, are we ready for our? For our draft? Oh, I'm born ready. How many rounds are we doing again? Five? Five rounds. Holy okay. shit. Because of the sweeping declaration that Jordan Spieth is going to win multiple majors this year. It started with one major. I guaranteed one major. And then it became that he could win multiple or all the majors. So um, we've decided that I get Justin's Jordan Spieth at uh, Justin. <laughs> I get Jordan Spieth at, uh, every, uh, at every major this year. So... Um, I'm going to be down one draft pick, so I'm going to essentially pick third in every round, but I'm essentially picking first because I've already got Spieth on my team. So I'd pick third in every round except the last round where I don't pick. Kudo and Jones, we're going to do a coin toss right now for uh, for the, the first pick. Uh, we're not going to snake, so it's going to be the same order each round. Um, I have with me a Canadian nickel it's five cents got the beaver on the front it's uh from the year 2009 good year we have good year. um queen elizabeth ii her head is on the back that will be the head side of the coin the beaver will be the tails beaver tails um, jones since you finished last in the previous masters tournament uh you have the honor to call i'm going with tails because tails never fails I need to know. It's a heads. Yes. Oh, yes. Tails failed. It's always heads. Heads wins. 
Kudo, um, are you electing to take the first pick? I will take the first pick. I might need some time. Oh, here we go. Get your draft board ready, man. I got like this is a live this is a live t- uh, taping. Like, yeah, who's gonna edit this out? I don't know. For my first pick from the United States of America, I am taking the number ranked golfer in the world, Dustin Johnson. AKA the great one. <laughs> is this just because you didn't take him with the first pick last time? This is correct. <laughs> All right. Well then, just throwing me under the bus here. I'm going to take John Rom. John Rom. Had him on my list. Okay. You fucker. He was on my short list. I'm going to take Colin Morikawa. Kudo, back to you. I am taking Justin Thomas. And I I said his name right this time. You sure did. With my next pick, I'd like to select Lee Westwood. I'm going to take, with the sixth selection, Patrick Cantlay. Kudo? I'm taking Brooks Kepka. Wow. All right, then. With my next selection, I am going to select Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, the runner-up in the 2020 Masters, hails from Australia. With the ninth selection, I'm going to take Scotty Scheffler. Also, not to throw a wrench, but it looks like we took six guys last time, not five. So, uh, one. Nope, never mind. I was wrong. Five guys. Okay. Five guys. Kudo, you're up. Kudo, you're still on the Okay, give me a second here. You don't have a second. Just take VJ Singh. <laughs> this guy doesn't come prepared. I'm taking Matthew Fitzpatrick. Jones, over to you. I am going to select. I'm going to go with another Spaniard. I am going to select Sergio Garcia. With my final pick, I'm going to go with Daniel Berger. Why are you laughing at that pick? Just the name. Kudo, are you going to pick? Yep. I'm not sure if he was picked yet or not. But Adam Scott. He was not. Yeah, he's available. Oh, man. Now, I have yet to pick an American. Do I continue the trend or do I take one American? Take a Canadian. I was thinking about it. Mike Weir. I'd almost want to go an extra round here. Um, guys, I can't let this... I'll do an extra I'll do an extra round if you want an extra round. We'll do an extra round? All right. Um, I don't know if we have that much time for Cooter to find one, though. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't let this guy not be taken. I don't like the guy, but um, I'm going to take Bryson DeChambeau. Watch him fucking win it now. himself now. Yeah. All right, so it's back to me then. Yeah. I'm going to take Sung J in. Kudo? Did someone take Rory already? Nope. I'll take him. And with the last selection, I will take, from Canada, Mackenzie Hughes. All right, so to recap, Kudo's got Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Matt Fitzpatrick, Adam Scott, and Rory McElroy. Hosk has Jordan Spieth, 
Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantley, Scotty Scheffler, Daniel Berger, and Sanjay Im. Jones has John Rahm, Lee Westwood, Cameron Smith, Sergio Garcia, Bryson DeChambeau, and Mackenzie Hughes. Got it. Good luck to everyone in the 2021 Masters Tournament. Maybe you went to a championship one day. Get that gold jacket like I never got. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah. Oh! Oh! luck boys i am uh just getting a little worried there that i didn't take an american well now you did yeah thank god we went an extra round because if we didn't i was gonna take mckenzie hughes with my last pick so all right boys anything else no all right well thank you everyone for joining us for our 45th episode we really appreciate all the love and support please give us a follow on instagram at into sports and stuff and follow us on twitter at into sports stuff no and in that one Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want to talk about on the show. Check out Tee Public and me on these in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. We'll see you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Hey, showtime. Hit the music. Bye. Yeah!